into the contest. It's Tuesday the 8th of November. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee. Shane, and I feel like Christmas, summer, it's here. I bought my first box of mangoes. I took Harris Farm up on their $20 a box of mangoes. And last night, I was slicing, dicing. The kids were loving it. Gosh, they're a beautiful fruit. Mate, it's my favorite fruit. It, uh, no doubt about that, mate. It always reminds me of summer, as, as you said, Tim, when the mangoes start to come in into season. Um, yeah, it's a good start to the to the summer season. It used to remind me of um, getting the cricket whites out, mate, starting the cricket season as well. So very fond memories of the old mango. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Changes the smell of the kitchen. Absolutely. All mm-hmm. right, we're here to talk sport. There's plenty of it. Now the knives are out for the Australian cricket team. Plenty of criticism there. Some big names looking for a wild card at the Australian Open and Rugby League. Drama. In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. Afternoon sports. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com. So Shane, some of the ex-cricketers have come out and uh, been hugely critical of some of the things that happened in and around the Australian cricket team and their campaign in the T20 World Cup. Uh, I said it yesterday, I was underwhelmed as a, as a viewer, as a reporter, as an observer of, of how they played, how they went about it and how limp it was for a series, a World Cup on our own deck. Yeah, uh, a huge failure on our own turf, Tim, that's for sure. And look, it's the Australian career team have come, particularly in World Cups, you know, we're, we're always considered to be the favourite or, or to right there at least in the final, uh, but not not to make the semis at all or even the, the final eight really is, is, a, is a real issue. Um, yeah, I think uh, Andrew McDonald will come under a lot of pressure now and look, Justin Langer went through it and he, he sort of took over the reins from Justin Langer. Um, but that team's sort of really lacking a lot of fight. And I think it came down to that Aaron Finch, the captain, who who has had a fantastic career. Let's not knock him. Um, but he was just being picked, I think, as captain for this final um, final effort for him. And uh, as it turned out, it was uh, pretty limp, mate, as you said, and uh, they did not perform well. And it's interesting. It's a new wave of ex-players, isn't it? Like Michael Clark being... Mm. Uh, uh, critical Shane Watson saying he was gobsmacked. Yeah, well, big time. And and I think Watson's right. He said that the cruisy ride is over. And I think it's in particular around when Maxwell, after they lost against New Zealand, he said, oh, it doesn't really matter. As it turned out, it bloody did matter. And um, But it's that sort of laissez-faire um, attitude from the current crop of players that's not sitting very well with the public. Yeah, you've got to hurt, don't you? And and, yep. and and perception is everything. And I think that a lot of the people looked at it and said, oh, you guys are representing our country. We, we've mm. come here to watch. Uh, are you hurting enough? Yeah, I think there'll be uh, quite a few internal rumblings going forward. Now, tennis, Alexi Popperin, John Millman, James Duckworth, all 
in need of a main draw wildcard for the Aussie Open next year. Yeah, well, this comes down to their ATP rankings uh, have not improved, um, and they've basically got until December 5 is a cutoff. Um, Popperin is a chance. He's playing over in France at the moment, so if he can have a, a good tournament over there, there's a chance he'll make the, um, the Australian Open, but... If he doesn't play well, um, Popperin, as you said, Millman and Duckworth will all require a wild card from the Australian Open to actually play, which would be pretty sad. They've been a real, uh, those three guys in particular have been around Australian tennis for quite a while. Yeah, oh, exactly. And, and it's very, very competitive at the pointy end, isn't it? Now, staying mm-hmm. on tennis for a little bit, obviously, Ash Barty leaves a huge hole in tennis, tennis in this country, and, and particularly women's tennis when you think of, you know, Australian teams getting together. But Alicia Mollick, who, of course, was a very good player herself, top 10 player for Australia, who's now the captain of Australia's Billie Jean King Cup team, says that she's still confident despite Ash Barty's absence. Now, I don't know whether I am <laughs> confident. Well, it looks it's a huge hole to fill, isn't it? Um, you take Ash Barty out of any tennis team, um, they're going to struggle. Um, they'll be led by um, Isla Tomjanovic, and look, she's playing well. She's in pretty good form. Yep. They're actually playing they're in Glasgow at the moment to take on Slovakia and Belgium, but they came runner-up last year to France, but we haven't won this tournament since 1974, so it's a lot, a lot ahead of us here, mate. Yeah, Formula One. Um, there's a story that's sort of circulating around that the Formula One chiefs are really struggling with the strain of, of, of the rapid growth of the sport. Well, yeah. So uh, last year's 22 races around the world, and they're saying towards the end of the you know, the last couple of races, all the teams, from the drivers right through to the people who are in the pits, were really struggling with fatigue. Well, it's now going to go to 24 races next year, three in the US. They're going to be um, have a Formula One in Las Vegas, Austin and Miami. And you'll see the return of China and the Qatar as well. So there's a lot, a lot of races. So it's going to 24 and the rapid growth. Um, it's always the fine lines that, Tim, does get too big? And when does growth impede and, and you almost start losing audience uh, because the performance is not there? Look, I remember the London Olympic Games. It's hard yep. to believe it's 10 years ago now. But Tom Slingsby was the, the guy that won the first gold medal down at Exmouth. Um, in the sailing, and I was down there, and I interviewed him, and it was um, it was great. It was the you know I was the first one to to interview our first gold medalist, and we went on to win quite a few gold medals, plenty in the sailing. Now, what about Aussie sailor Tom these days? Now, his uh, his teammates one day, enemies the next. He's going to represent the USA at America's Cup. Who could think of this in the world of Alan Bond and Ben Lexon and <laughs> Wing Kills? You an Australian with the US in the America's Cup? Yeah, well, it's, it's happening, and um, he's regarded as one of the best hel- helmsmen um, in the world. He's currently the helmsman for the all-conquering Australian Sail GP. Um, as you said, he won mm. 2012 London Olympics. He's also won the Line Honours 2016 City to Hobart, but he will be um, putting on his, his outfit to to go in the, uh, the Stars and Stripes, mate. He's going to represent the USA at the next America's Cup. Yeah, and when you think of those days, that competitiveness, the um, mm. look, it's still there, but uh, yeah, the, uh, there'd be a, a few people with their eyebrows raised. All right, stay with us. We've got plenty more AFL, NRL, and Rugby Union. Afternoon. 
The new Elite Bet app has arrived. It's got all the betting features you expect and new ones you're going to love. Elite Bet is your one stop shop on race day with Hot Bet, where you can back the tips of proven winning punters. Build fast sports multis and play same game multis. The Elite Bet app is the smoothest betting experience around. Trusted for 10 years, Elite Bet is 100% Australian owned. The only betting app you need this spring is Elite Bet. Gamble responsibly. AFL, Shane Melbourne re-signs uh, Michael Hibbard. Yeah, and Jake Melksham, both on a one-year deal. Um, and this is off the back of the mid-season punch-up with Stephen May. Uh, I remember it was down there in St Kilda. And that was a real turning point, I think, of Melbourne's whole uh, you know, uh, campaign last year was that this fight. Um, there was clearly some stuff going on in the background. But anyway, they've signed him again for, uh, for another year each. So they're both very good footballers. But uh, yeah, on a one-year deal, they're going to have to get their act together this year. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Now, Ben Cousins, he's, he's come clean about um, some of the dramas in and around his drug use and the problems that he's had. He's such a great player, wasn't he? Yeah, 2005 Brownlow medalist and look at 44, he's been through hell and back really, um, in and out of rehab a number of times, went to jail in 2017 for 12 months, don't forget. Mm. Um, but seems to be looking good now and fit and healthy, so hopefully he has turned the corner. South Sydney fans, they only come in one one type, don't they? Absolutely passionate is the word I was probably looking for. Uh, they'll be happy. Latrell Mitchell um, looks like he's one step closer to, to re-signing and staying. Yeah, well, a big part of this was the was the re-signing of his brother, Shaq, um, who's now been promoted to uh, the squad of 30, Um and you know, the, the first squad there, he's been signed on a two-year deal. Apparently, he's lost a lot of weight. And Latrell's all about family. So they'll now sit him down, now that they've signed the brother, and try and lock him away. I dare say they will try and lock him away for maybe five years, Tim. Yeah, oh, he's look, he's outstanding. There must have been something wrong with him in that uh, final mm. semi-final. And I look, because he, he'd copped a knock because he wasn't himself, was he? But uh, yeah, when he's in his game, and he's playing well for for the kangaroos over there. What about rugby league? There's all sorts of articles swirling today uh, about the dramas between the NRL, the clubs, the players, Andrew Webster. Look, um, Peter Volandi's been one of the most successful sports administrators of the modern era, sort of took the game through COVID. And uh, Andrew Webster's even being critical in the Herald this morning, saying that it's either got to be racing or rugby league. It's, it's a huge drama, this one. Yeah, and he's getting a lot of pressure from the clubs. And um, I think that the way that Volandis pretty much runs his ship there is that if there's an issue, he doesn't consult anyone. He just goes and fixes it himself. And that's becoming a real issue. There's no communication to the clubs. Uh, and the Penrith Club in particular have been very, very outspoken, saying there's not enough money going towards the clubs themselves. He's saying in, with his racing hat on, he's putting a hell of a lot of money into, into the racing and giving more prize money, whilst in rugby league, for some reason, you know, when Penrith won the premiership, they only got $200,000. Yeah, there's, uh, you know, the RLPA, Rugby League Players Association, Clint Newton and mm. Andrew, Andrew Abdo um, uh, is under pressure. Yeah, look, rugby league is a game that always feeds on headlines. It'll be interesting to see where this does all end up. Now, what about rugby union... Um, the fallout from what was an agonising one-point loss to, to France for the Wallabies. And and the thing is, uh, it was a good win the other day against Scotland. Of course, our next clash is against the Italians, and you would expect Australia to win that. But it's just those moments, isn't it? And this is what's probably going to be pivotal heading towards the World Cup next year. It's those winning moments that they 
so often can't manage to nail. It's those pivotal things that they can't manage to get right. That's that's one of the big things with the Wallabies. Yeah, it's huge. It's um, they were up twenty nine to twenty five against Scotland in the dying minutes, and it was just a soft try. End up losing thirty to twenty nine. Um, you can forgive a team if the team pulls off a miraculous try by throwing the ball around and goes from one side to the other, one end to the next. But when it's a really easy soft try, after you've fought so hard during the game, it is very gut-wrenching. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Now, Eddie Jones, talk about, you know, rooster one day, feather dust to the next. Uh, uh, they've gone down to Argentina, England, and everyone's saying, sack him. Well, yeah, well, he's only won three of, the, three of eight games this year as coach of, of England, and two of those against, were against a very weak Australian side. Um, but Michael Checker having the, the final laugh, the Argentina winning 30-29 to 29 as well at Twickenham. And Eddie yeah, is under serious pressure now. And one thing you can see what Eddie does, he can really talk himself up. He's, he's pretty quiet at the moment. Um, but will he come back to Australia? We don't know. What a leader Michael Checker is. He's just been in charge of the mm. Lebanese Rugby League team. And really, they punched above their weight. They did well getting into the quarterfinals, going down, obviously, convincingly to the Australians in the end. But then, next thing you know, he's driving across the United Kingdom to coach the Argentina, Argentina team to beat England. It's it's pretty, it's pretty good stuff. Now, um, just a little bit of uh, NFL news. Uh, Tom Brady, obviously, uh, you know, there's a story on him every hour, really. And uh, it looks like... Uh, well, at least on the surface, that his decision to go back and play footy wasn't the reason why they've divorced. Well, I don't know. I'm reading between the lines. They had a very, very um, ironclad prenup, these two. Uh, and what can be said post-separation um, was very, very clear. They had to say it was all in and around and support the family. So I don't think he was allowed to even blame that as, as a potential reason Um from a PR perspective, so I don't know. Look, they've obviously grown apart. It's sad. They've got a couple of kids, so you know, I wish them both the best. Yeah, absolutely. So the, so the weather's been good in Sydney the past few weeks. A brighter note to finish with, Shana. Um, we've been able to go and watch the kids' sport. There for a while, the WhatsApp messages are all coming through. Oh, sorry, the sport's cancelled. This is cancelled. That's cancelled. But the Lee family's been off to watch some touch footy. Yeah, I took Thomas, uh, my seven-year-old son, down to watch his older sister, Zara, who's uh, 14, play um, at Queen's Park. So I said to Tom, get mm. your AFL gear on, mate, and get, we'll get the footy and we'll go and do a few kicks while we're watching your sister play. And we got there, all Zara's friends were saying, oh, Thomas, we love you. He's a cute little seven-year-old. And he says to me, Dad, Dad, kick me a high one. So I kicked him a high one. He took a mark in front of the girls. They all cheered. And then he just gave his little uh, bicep a kiss in front of the girls. I said, stop doing that, mate. It's embarrassing. (laughs) Very funny, mate. They all cheered. It was a good mark too. Uh, He's following his father's footsteps. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors, Barclay Pierce Capital. They're only a phone call away. And, of course, our wonderful producer, Mr. Dan McHugh. We're back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts, like the Building Resilience Podcast. Noel Allnup, the CEO of Securo, explores the minds of world-class performers in order to deconstruct their life tools and ethos that can help us create growth and optimise business. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com.